there's no way out I've got to show them what I've become And there's no doubt Got my back to the wall and I'm still hanging on There's no way out I've made my choice Troubles in my life have been all the same With a strain in my mind getting hurt again There's a pain in my heart but it's just a game Gotta get over it, won't go insane Won't achieve anything while I'm down Don't wanna give out my heavyweighted frown I'm stopping this now, I'ma turn it around Heaven's on the ground, now I'm looking at the clouds Gonna make a change like a change, bigger getting changed Gonna stay the same with my mind frame rearranged Gonna wash the blue out my mind and my eyes Was I blind in my mind? Cause that was old times Cause I'm starting fresh with a clear vision You can even spell my name in optimism Just track the M's, an I and the P And then what you're left with is me Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's episode of the Zod Ryder Show. I am Zod Ryder, and as promised this week, I have my special guest on the show, my good friend of the of the four nerds and of all kind. He wears all kinds of hats. He's currently uh, building his brand. This is Sil Abdul from Sil Abdul Inc. Welcome to the Zod Rider Show, Sil. It's so great to have you here for one for a one-on-one conversation. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. It's good to be here. I mean, you've you've you have been busy. I've been busy. We've all been busy as hell these past <laughs> these past couple months. It's been an incredible roller coaster of experiences and, and, and <laughs> live streams and all kinds of things. What can you tell us, Syl, about about you being busy and what you've been up to these last couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. Well I tell you, uh, like you said, I've been building up uh you know Syl Abdul Inc. and uh I've recently partnered with uh Geekosity, which is a, a news uh website uh magazine uh headed by Mikey Sutton. He's a a well-known scooper, and uh, so we're developing a lot of ideas uh, with Gigoxity, and they've been kind of helping uh, making my my platform visible. So it's a it's a process, uh, a lot of pre-recorded videos, uh, but uh, but it's it, it's fun when you're having fun. It, it it's it's all good, you know. It's, it takes time, but it's all good. So can you tell us a little bit about the process of of uh, you know you transferring over from what you were normally doing over to now working with Geekosity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, basically, um, I was um, you know doing my normal streams like uh, like with the four nerds with Coffee Talk and uh, just kind of doing my thing, and then uh, representatives of Geekosity uh, reached out to me um, and. I touched on, I guess, a couple of uh, of their articles or their their news bit, bits, and um, they was like, "Hey, you know, they wanted to talk to me about just how, you know, uh, just you know uh, how I learned about them and everything." And so we've been talking a little back and forth, 
and they had an idea um, where they're trying to just branch out with more of um, of content creators to uh, you know talk about their platform some. Um, and they haven't really touched the DC brand a lot, and they saw that I was hardcore, uh, like to all of us, a hardcore DC uh, Snyder fans. Uh, and so they, they kind of pitched an idea. And I was like, huh, I was like, well, let's, uh, let's talk about it. And then it got to the point where I did the, uh, the now uh, famous, infamous video about uh, Justice League Rebirth. And uh, it's it was a very uh, I guess deemed controversial video, and uh, it really got people talking. It's still my most successful video, has a small upload on my channel. Uh, it's more successful than any live stream I've done. <laughs> so uh, so once uh, they kind of saw the reaction that it got people talking, uh, they was like let's let's kind of develop some more stuff. So so that, that's what I'm doing. So how has the development process uh, been going for you? Is this, is this primarily a one-man show with them working with you and then, and then you know, basically mm-hmm. funneling you the information and then you mm-hmm. come out and, and talk about it on your streams? Or is it, mm-hmm. it going to be more of a partnership kind of thing where you're going to be where they're doing shows and you're joining them? How how's that all work? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's becoming more and more of a... Uh, like I said, as far as it's a partnership, it'll be more of them giving me information. Because uh, at first we was trying to set up something strictly on their channel, and it's still all fluid right now. But we was trying to set up a panel on their YouTube, but then they saw kind of just how things were reaching through my through my channel. Uh, so it's going to be more of them giving me information that I'll probably cross-reference some stuff with other people that I know. And then just kind of supply it like that. So it'll be more to answer the question. It'll be more of like, yes, a one-man thing on my channel, um, like special updates, uh, some live streams. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'll do panels. So it's, uh, it's still very fluid right now. All right. Uh that that sound that sounds fair. It sound it sounds good. I I know personally. I you know I just miss you being on the four nerds with all of us. That's something that I you know that I, I thought was I thought that was thought was like never going to be uh, was never going to change regardless of anything else uh, that we all decided to do. I thought that you know I always thought that the four nerds would be together regardless of any other side projects or separate things that we decided to do individually. Mm-hmm. And right, you know right. and I and I understand where you're coming from because you know you want to put all your it sounds like you want to put all your eggs in one basket and I, I kind of I can kind of understand that because you know you're building your brand and stuff but at the same time you know it's like it's like I I I gotta ask. I know you've been only doing this geekosity stuff for a little while, and so I mean, how has it been for you? Is it is it a fulfilling experience? Do you feel like mm-hmm. it's something that is? I I don't want to say worth, but I mean, do you feel right. like it's something that you? Do you feel like it's something that is is uh, valuable? enough to monopolize all your free time on the level that, that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair question. Uh, no, definitely. I, I'm having a blast, man. Uh, 
just kind of meeting more people that's involved with Gigosity. And the thing is, they don't have like a real um, face as far as content creation. So that's okay. the thing. They have all this information built up and they kind of just need someone to kind of cheerlead it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, coincidentally, that's kind of how the culture nerd was too earlier this year. But uh, so the, the thing is, it does take some time uh, with my schedule. I literally just have like a couple open windows per week. And, um, you know, and so when they have these updates, um, you know, I want to be you know available to do that. Uh, so that's kind of where it's kind of taking that time. But no, as far as like the fulfillment or the the fun factor, I'm having a blast, man. Uh, I mean, just ho- we'll see how once we kind of get this first wave going, um, you know, I, I I would like to, you know, be able to kind of get back on streams with people. But <laughs> half the time I was watching some streams and I'm laying down, man. It's like I, I'm kind of ch- tuning in. I'm like, man, I gotta get some rest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't really like, you know, burn on both ends like I like I did a couple months ago. Oh well, yeah, that well, see, that's one thing I I I I've, I can completely agree with you with on that. I share that sentiment one hundred percent. We, you know, when we're doing, we were doing. There's there's been times where it's been live stream after live stream after live stream, <laughs> and after while after a while. It's like you get to a point from that experience that you don't know, you know, you can't you can't tell one live stream from the next because you've done so many that you that they all start to bundle together and then you start to forget like the references and the you know the 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 elements of certain ones versus the most current ones and things like that constantly moving 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 and that's one thing that I've you know that I've learned Having, you know, been, you know, doing, you know, the four nerds and then jumping on all these other live streams. It's like I never personally really wanted to be a YouTuber. And then when and then when I started, you know, doing streams with you guys, I started to realize that, you know, it's just as fun to be a part of something, to be a part of a big community uh, you know, in addition to what else, what else that you're doing. So I honestly really, really hope, you know, you get these, get this thing ironed out, you know, to some sort of a system that works for you with geekosity. And then, and then hopefully you'll have some more time so you can, you know, jump back on, you know, some other streams with us because personally yeah. I feel like it's, it just hasn't been, the, it just hasn't been the same without you, man. It's always, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always a, and of course, I'm speaking again of the four nerds, of course. And I honestly, I, you know, I, I love it, you know, and I, I'll always love it. And I feel like as a core group, it, every single person contributed to that, to that in a meaningful and positive way. And I, and I just hope, and I just hope, yeah, that you're, that you'll be in a position at some point where you can come back and you can do both because I, I, I mean, because that's, that's what it's about. It's about, not only is it about building your brand, but it's about expanding and covering mm-hmm. as much ground as you possibly can. And, you know, you're, and that, and that's one of the things that, you know, I think doing all of these collaborations helps out with you know being able mm-hmm. to being able to ju- do your own stuff is cool but then also being able to collaborate with other people and you know branch out in that way you know gives mm-hmm. you new elements gives new elements to your audience and also yeah. you know also makes you makes you more sought after and makes you appear 
appear bigger because you continue to grow exponentially because of all of the various things you're doing and all the different connections you've made. So I'm okay. glad so I'm glad that you're, you know, that you're branching out and you're finding you're finding success in other areas, but I'm just hoping that, you know, it gets to a point where you've got it down to a routine where you'll be able to uh, yeah. come and back and, and do more stuff. That's I, what I'm hoping, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm hoping so cuz I mean like I said I, I, I oh, you know, I'm indebted to the four nerds cuz that's what got my face, you know on YouTube. And so, um, most of the, or pretty much the audience that I have with coffee talk, it, you know, literally came from four nerds, you know, and some from, uh, from Lightcast. So sure. it's like, I'm forever indebted to that exposure. Um, and like I said, just hopefully, <laughs> you know, things get like a routine. Cause like you say, I, I laugh when you say routine because the first week I was trying to kind of roll out geekosity, uh, content, they would hit me up every day, like three or four days in a row with a story. And it was like, cause it's still, again, they're still developing. How are we, how are they going to translate this to the DC audience? You know? So they didn't have no one they wanted to put as a face to that. And I'm just a partner. I'm not a face of them. I'm a partner to them, but they would hit me up and I was like, okay, let me go ahead and stream. And it was a Friday. Then they hit me up the next day. I streamed again on Saturday. So it was like literally two, three days in a row. And so I was like, okay, we got to iron this out where let me get this story in advance and I can like record parts of that. I could save some for the live stream. So that's what we're, it's, it's really just a fluctuation <laughs> right now. So. so, so at this point, what's more of a priority to you being, you know, literally 100% affiliated with Geekosity at this point? Uh, is it, is it more about live streams or putting up or just putting up, you know, regular video mm -hmm. content? Mm -hmm. It's going to be both. Yeah, it's going to be both. Um, right now I'm doing more um, basically recording. Like sometimes I would do a recording, like as soon as they get the news story, then I go ahead and start recording. And then pretty much I do my own editing. They have editors too. So it's kind of like just going through that whole process. Um, the ones that they're going to upload on their channel, they kind of have special graphics they want to do. So it's going to start off probably uploading and then live streams will be more of kind of like my control, like when I want to live stream uh, an, a Geekosity story. So like I said, it's, it's literally like day to day, week to week. It's only been a couple of weeks now. Um, and so just once, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, by the end of this, this uh, season here, uh, that that it would be something more of a routine type thing, and then uh, then I'll kind of know where my schedule's at. Oh, okay. Well, you know that sounds fair. Fair and and now you know having worked, you know, been all entrenched in the Geekosity brand, have you gotten a chance to actually have a one-on-one -on -one talk with Mikey Sutton yourself? Oh yeah, man. I, I talked to Mikey probably. Uh, you know, well, I at least message him almost every day, but uh, we had a chance to talk a couple of times and um, he he's really just excited that, uh, you know, there's people, um, you know, in different genres, different, you know, cinematic universes that's embracing, uh, you know, his information and he doesn't desire to be on camera like he doesn't he you know. Oh, you know, OK, I see. I see what you're saying. So so at this so at this point. I, I get the I get the impression that you're kind of 
being built up to be the be the you know the camera face of geekosity at this point is that is that mm-hmm. fair to say i mean yeah i mean they have a few other partners uh it just so happens they're more i mean i you know i'm going to be i'm going to be honest with you sil until i uh, until you <laughs> a, until you came out and and joined them i really hadn't heard much i really didn't know too much about them i'd heard the name Mikey Sutton, but to be honest mm-hmm. with you, and I and I'd heard he was a scooper. I, I'd heard that mm-hmm. in passing, but mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about Geekosity. <laughs> I didn't even. I, I mean, I, I would have to say the first time I I heard the name Geekosity was when it came out of your mouth. So um, <laughs> so I'm so so the, I, I, and I you know and I don't think I'm you know I'm in the minority about this. It seems like. They they may have been around for a while, but it seems like they're kind of they're kind of low profile. So if well, so if so if you so if making you the face of it is going to be something that's going to make going to give them that going to give them that public give them that more public uh, on camera exposure that they need. I think that that's I think that that's a good thing because you definitely like talking about the content. Uh, you definitely have a great presentation with the way you go about, you know, giving the information. So, I, I you know, I, I think that I think that the, it's a it's a win win if it's if it's done in the right way. I just I just don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, I just don't want to see you on the short end of of the stick in on that on that level. I mean, I'm just hoping right. for the best for you, and I, I and I, and that's why I, you know, when I when I think about it, I'm like, well, gee, you know, how long. How long has Geekosity uh, been around? Do you know? Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, Geekosity, just that brand itself is only two months old. Uh, as far as their website, their their news site magazine, two months old. Uh, the okay. YouTube channel is one month old, and they only have one video. <laughs> so, okay. um, I, so you really, I so it really isn't. So it really is an upstart at this point. Yeah. You know, Mikey yeah. Mikey sure. Sutton's been around forever, but Geekosity. That- it's just something that he started. So exactly, he wanted a way to kind of funnel all the information because he—he's a person. He's been involved in the uh, years ago, like in the, in the music industry, and then he—he's networked with different people in the movie industry uh, to kind of have access to information. So he—he's uh, been putting out scoops, so to speak, for a while now. Um, I became aware of him personally. Uh, really right around the time we started Four Nerds. Um, I started seeing stories from Mikey Sutton. And then I, you know, with me, I just try to track down the source, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I kind of tracked down people that know him, but I didn't talk to him at that time. Um, and then that's when I came across the Michael Keaton, uh, that Michael Keaton was in the talks of coming back uh, months before the announcement. And at the same time, he was talking about Ben Affleck coming back. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, you know, interesting. Uh, different sources at the same, you know, before that point, the culture nerd uh, was the first I heard that talked about Ben Affleck coming back. Um, and then to have a separate source, separate and totally saying the same thing, I was like, oh, let me look into this more. So that's how I learned about Mikey Sutton. Uh, and then, like you said, they just kind of launched their brand two months ago, their website. And that's when they, you know, pretty much reached out to me last month. Uh, so that's kind of the timeline of that. Okay, so so they're essentially building their brand mm-hmm. like you're trying to build Syllab Duel. 
So you don't yeah. so you don't see any 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 conflicts there. You think that it can that it can work that it can work well for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I really honestly, I don't see a a conflict. Like you said, it, it's sort of a win win. They want more exposure. In turn, I can get more exposure. Um, and you know, kind of see see where that leads us. You know, and, and at the same time. Uh, like I, said, I talked with some of them and the staff and just some cool people. Uh, so you kind of just have that networking as well. Just meet new people. Um, how many, so, how many people do they have on staff right now? Oh, I, I want to say less than 10. Uh, I've, um, they have a, a Facebook group, um, where, you know, it's Mikey, it's, uh, the, the, the web graphics designer, uh, uh, James that, uh, everyone saw on my stream. And then, uh, couple editors a handful of writers so um they're all in that group and uh yeah that, like i said it's just no it's no face or voice to it and that's why they reach out to content creators uh so that's that's kind of like where, where i slide in at. yeah that that's that sounds that sounds good i think I, I like the idea of you being the face of something like that, where you can, where you can come out and you know present the information on camera, and so everybody will know when you come out and you're talking about it that you're that you're representing, you're representing that, you know, you're representing that wing of wing of it all, and and, and that's kind of cool. I, you know, I I think I, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is, and a lot of the reason I think that you are getting, you know, you've got you've had you had some controversy. I know that your your <laughs> the, the, the last the last uh, live video that you did when you had James on with you, you know, garnered a lot of controversy throughout the community, <laughs> and and I and I think one I think one of the reasons why you you know. I think you probably would have been better off in that instance doing that stream by yourself. And that's just an observation that, that I made when I watched that because I was thinking to myself, <laughs> my God, you got you who is totally uh at home on camera and, and looks like you're you know, and you're and you're always you're always so well, you know, so you know uh calm and, and positioned to, to do everything and present the information. And then you had, yeah. Then you had you, you had somebody with you who obviously was not comfortable being on camera, and it was just kind of like a completely new experience for that gentleman. So I, so I, so that's why I say, you know, making you the face of it at least on camera is probably the best thing to do. And, and, and you, and, and as you said earlier, you know, you said Mikey is not someone who wants to be on camera. So that that's good to know because then that'll be that'll be a question that I won't be asking in your live stream. Like, hey, Sil, <laughs> is Mikey coming on or what? Like, you know, I want to know. Like, I'm. I'm <laughs> well, that's the problem. I mean, like I said, I mean, and 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 that's you know, it's good that we do touch on that stream because uh, I I guess right now the stream is kind of a um, what do you call it? Uh, you probably can't find that stream anymore <laughs> that, that you talked about that. Uh, though I heard a few people have copies of that stream <laughs> from that night. Uh, and well, well, it's an example. It's an example. I kind of look at it at least, and I, I don't know. I don't know if you felt that way, but I, I'm looking at when I was looking at it. I was thinking about it. My God, if I was still, I would see this as a learning experience, one hundred percent, because it really. 
because yeah, it didn't it didn't go it didn't go the way you planned it, but at the same time, you know, it's a good example of what not to do in terms of having <laughs> someone in terms of having someone who clearly is not comfortable in that environment on the streams with you. I mean, that yeah. that's what it basically boils down to. I mean, you could tell that he he was not he was not comfortable. You could tell he was not happy. Right. You could tell it was not something that he like like I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking this was going through my mind when I was watching the stream. This guy would pro- could probably think of 10 million other things he'd ra- <laughs> he'd rather be doing right now. And when you have someone, when you have someone that's in that situation, that you know where you can, and and it's like a parent on screen when you're watching them that they'd rather be somewhere else or rather be doing something else, then you know it's an issue because it comes if it comes off to the audience that he would rather be somewhere else. That's not a that's not a good situation. <laughs> exactly, and and that's the thing. Uh, like you said, learning experience. Uh, that was really my first week fully working with them getting stories so it it and my mistake that i look at uh because like you know i still have the recording of it but i don't know i you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna before you talk about your mistake i'm just gonna say i i thought you did a good job considering (laughs) considering all the pushback that you were getting and considering all of the all of the negative comments that were being made towards the individual that you had on the stream with you. So I think you were, I think all things considered, I I don't, I don't really know how you could have handled it any better under those circumstances (laughs) because, because you, you you really didn't think about it when you, in that case, you really didn't have a lot of options. You either, you either, you either would, this is the thing. You could have did it one of two ways, either by ignoring the pushback or trying to address it. And then if you try to address it, but you're not addressing it, you know, to the yeah. satisfaction of your audience, you're just going to create right. more issues. So you were really right. in kind of a catch 22 there. So. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, at, at that moment, because of the viewers, the ones that's, you know, been, been, you know, watching stuff, doing the whole time, even before I had my channel, I always feel obligated to interact with you. That's what we do. We interact with our viewers. So of course, there was no yes. way I was going to ignore, uh, you know, the concerns people were having. Uh, but I saw that, that was making my guests uncomfortable also. So like you said, it was like a catch 22 where it's like, either way, somebody's not going to feel comfortable on this stream, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so, but what I would say as far as before the stream happened, my mistake was, I didn't have all the information readily available to go forward with the stream. And like I said, just kind of present it myself. I think it would have came across 100% better uh, if I had access, full access to that article, because I only had parts of it at first. And then I loaded it up. And I was just like, okay, this isn't isn't a smooth transition. Uh, So I kind of saw, like I said, just ways that I could learn from it. And so since then... That's what I told them the next day. I was like, well, if I'm going to do a live stream, um, I'm going to have my presentation together before I even get on camera. I'm going to know what I'm going to say uh, instead of like live reaction, you know. So, so well, I mean, well, my, well, that's the thing. This is the thing, too. Live can be good if it's something that you're well, live is definitely good if it's something that you're going to 
you know, you're excited about and you want to talk about, but like, yeah, in your case there where the sole purpose of going online was to uh, deliver information and to not have it all, you know, not have it all set in a specific way. Yeah. I can understand where you're, where you're coming from there. It's all, you got no audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and I mean that just that's just you know that just makes sense uh, to moving forward to think of it that way. But I, but like I said, I really, all in all, didn't think you did a bad job with the stream. I was I was impressed impressed with the way you handled it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, and, and like you said, this it was a great example. That article was a great example. I had a good conversation with Mikey and some of the staff afterwards. I was like. If we're going to talk to DC Snyder fans, I'm like, this is, that's, that's home to me. Like, so the viewers that watch me, uh, cause I'm going to start doing like other uploads of kind of like different, like Spider-Man stuff, but I literally can't overlap a live stream with Marvel and DC. It just won't go well. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, you could, so, you could, you could balance that, but you would have to, but you'd have to almost do it in segments if you were going to do that. You'd have yeah, to almost yeah. say. I'm going to find yeah. a way to kind of, you know, have a balance on that. But Coffee Talk, uh, as far as for, for my platform, the viewers know that it's, it's DC Talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, that's just what it's going to be. It could almost be, it could almost be DC, it could almost be DC Coffee Talk at this point. Because anybody exactly. who knows you knows that, knows primarily when they go on there, that's what they're going to hear about. Right. And, but and. Yeah, and, and exactly. And that that article that we was trying to present that night on that stream, it uh, the rhetoric of it wasn't uh, wasn't pleasant for DC Snyder fans. And that's why I told Mike, I was like, if I'm going to talk to my audience, this audience that you really haven't touched yet, you know, because I see the potential in that. Uh, I was like, you you can't. Well, first thing, you, you got to respect Snyder and not diss the Snyder cut. Obviously, uh, you can't diss Jim Lee. <laughs> at all uh and you can't pump up greg berlanti and kevin feige and that's what that article did all these things i just mentioned you weren't supposed to do <laughs> that's what the article did and so like i said that was a learning experience i think for them as well if they're going to present stuff through me you know this is the way i only can do it um and i think they would reach a, a, a you know a good part of the of the fandom if they kind of understand, you know, you know what what we desire, what we don't. Well, yeah. If you know your if you know your audience, and you know and you know who your audience is, and that's mm. that's one hundred percent the best the best thing to have with you going into these kinds of streams, because right. if you know your yeah, you knew your audience. If you said <laughs> if you said if you said yeah, you know, Greg Berlanti's taking over. <laughs> Taking over DC and he's gonna run the and he's gonna run he's gonna run things from here on out. That's gonna piss a lot of people off. That 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 pissed me off. I'm like, if he and at one point I even said, if he says Greg Berlanti's gonna be running the show, I'm out. Yeah, that came across. Uh. I mean, because it, it, it's it's a it's it's one thing to and it's like I. I and it's like, yeah, you know, you could you could run with any information that you get, and you could say, but the thing I always find so fascinating is all of the information that you get, you acquire from a source. Mm-hmm. When you come out and you talk about it, it's implied you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt until it's confirmed. All of right. it. So nobody should really get, you know, 
nobody should really get upset or angry when <laughs> um, they hear something that they don't want to hear just because it's coming from a it's coming from an outlet. They're just reporting information that they get. So it's not like they're it's not like they're trying to you know, you know, they're trying to attack you. But I think in in right. the age that we're currently living in, it's like every article that comes out, every every any bit of news information that comes out is is considered is is considered political in some way. Yep. So you're so regardless of what you say. So it's like it's like you could come out with an article where you're saying where you're saying that, you know, Greg Berlanti could possibly be taking over to become <laughs> the Kevin Feige of the DCEU. You could say that. But at the same time, you know that if you say that, whether whether it's true or not, if you if you say that, you're going to alienate a good portion of the base that tunes into you and you know that personally. So so right. it's like so it's like it's not that the informa- it's not that you're saying the information to t- tick people off, but I think there's a certain there's a certain uh you know slant to certain types of information that people have, a certain spin that people will put on inf- on information. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. like let's like let's say for example someone like Grace Randolph, she'll come out, she'll say something and then She'll put her spin on the information about on how she interpreted the information. So if you interpret like what you said about what you guys were saying about about Greg Berlin, about it being about it being down to like, I think you guys said something like three people. It was down to Greg Berlanti, Zack Snyder and somebody else. And, yeah, Jim and, and Jim Jim Lee and Jim Lee already has his position, so he's not he's not doing it. So it was yeah. down to Snyder and Greg Berlanti, and I and I think yeah. a lot of people in the chat at that during that article <laughs> were like, well, well, if it's if it's between Snyder and Berlanti, every everybody is leaning towards Snyder in your in your chat, thinking, well, it's going to be Zack Snyder then, because we know they're not going to give it to Greg Berlanti, they're going to give it to Snyder because things are hot under Snyder right now but mm. but it, we we everybody got the sense that 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 you that the gentleman who was with you was leaning <laughs> was leaning more towards leaning more towards Greg Berlanti taking over and people <laughs> and and so that's what I mean when I say slant cuz you could interpret mm. that information any way you want you could say well there's two people and you being pro Zack Snyder would have came out and said well, Zack Snyder is the front runner right. to to be the well, head of the DCEU. Yeah. Even the evidence, uh, you know, because that article, even you got to take into account again how it's written. Someone that's not in the fandom, uh, uh-huh. but the evidence of that and the facts that we know, it can only be Zack. You know, right, right. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna look at you're not gonna look at and say, well, if it's between Greg Berlanti and Zack Snyder, logic would tell you based on everything that's going on and all the money that's being invested in the Snyder cut and all the, all the, you know, the, the fervor and fandom that has, has gone into surrounding that the big, not to mention, you know, the whole release of Snyder cut movement. It's going to be Zach. He's going to run. It's not going to be, it's not going to be Greg Berlanti, but if you don't like Zach Snyder and you're writing that article, 
you're going to slant it more towards Berlanti because you don't like Zack Snyder. So I think that, that, but so that's an example of, for me, of how slanting your interpretation impacts your audience. Like your mm-hmm. audience isn't like, cause your audience would have been, would have been like, you know, like I was saying, your audience would have been like, well, well, I'm out the hell with that. Berlanti's not, you know, whatever. But, but if you're someone that, if you're preaching to an audience that doesn't like Zack Snyder, right, you're going to kind of slant your view more towards Berlanti because that's what your audience is. So I, you know, I, that, that's the, the, the only issue I have with all right. of these scoopers. Every scooper, <laughs> every scooper out there has, has a position, has a politics. If, mm-hmm. if, they, if they don't like Snyder, they're going to slant every article, even if the article, even if the information seems favorable to Zack Snyder, they're going to slant it a little bit in the other direction because they don't like Zack Snyder. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Scooping, to me, is more about is more about is not so much about what the information is necessarily implying but how you can how you can present the information to pump up your audience mm-hmm. is, basic, is, is, is basically yeah. how I, how I look at it that's what I look at that's why you always have somebody you always have people like Umberto Gonzalez coming out saying coming yeah. out saying oh there's no Snyder cut up oh, it's deaded because the majority yeah. of the people who follow him don't like Zack Snyder. So exactly. so he's going to take whatever information he gets and he's going to push it, slant it more towards a negative Snyder view. Right. And, 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 that's and look at how it turned yeah. out. Look at how it yeah. turned out for him. So that's why I'm saying I don't I, – I would be I would be cautious if I were a scooper about, you know, trying to downplay Zack Snyder if the information they get is more favorable towards Zach. They should, they should just, they should just say that in the article. They don't have to, they don't have to necessarily like Zack Snyder or be rooting for Zack Snyder. But if they want to be reputable, then why slant the information in a different way? That's something I, I've never been able to understand. It's just like when, uh, when what was his name over at, on, on that one website where he put out an article. I think it was just days before the Snyder Cut was announced. He put out an uh, article about how Warner, Warner Brothers was Warner Brothers <laughs> hates literally the word hates Zack Snyder and doesn't want Zack Snyder involved in in any more DC properties and da 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 and the Snyder Cut will never be released. It's an embarrassment. Blah blah blah. We get all this, and then a couple days later. The Snyder cuts announced, <laughs> so it goes. So it goes to show that you're. It goes to show that you know he might have gotten some information that was just the opposite. Was that oh they're happy the Snyder cuts coming, but instead of doing that, he slanted his information negatively because he doesn't like Zack Snyder, and his right, audience right. doesn't like Zack Snyder. So I want. So I just. So I'm happy knowing that you know there's a guy like you. That's out there, Sil Abdul Inc., who's in mm. the camp of the people that want to know the real story, and yeah, and yeah. and I would think you, and I, I would think you, I would think you would come to us even if it was something that we weren't really gonna like, but it's all gonna depend on how you interpret the information. Well, yeah, and that and that first video, uh, you know, again about the uh, the Justice League rebirth, 
uh, rumors and things like that, that, uh, that really, that was part of the biggest backlash I've had on YouTube, uh, <laughs> because people, you know, are like, Hey, you know, you have to stay in this narrative, you know, of, of, you know, what we're used to hearing. Um, and my thing was one thing that drew me to Gigosity was that these are totally separate sources. I like the fact that he is not, uh, Mikey Sutton did not hashtag release Snyder cut, but he still enjoys Zack Snyder movies. We know that's a big difference. You know, we know that that's a big difference, but the fact that he was hearing that the Snyder cut was going to be announced, he, he, he wasn't able to put an article out cause he didn't have a website, but he knew the Snyder cut was coming out a week before, you know, it was going to be announced. But since most of his audience looked to him for Marvel, Spider-Man news, he didn't feel like, you know, he had to really put out DC. So I was like, wow, I was like, this is a potential for him to kind of uh, change his narrative of being just a Marvel only guy. Well, yeah, uh, if you if you have a DC guy, honestly, I think a lot of these a lot of these companies should have designated people for mm-hmm. different for different brands. So you mm-hmm. being the DC guy, somebody else for Marvel, somebody else for whatever, you know, like yeah. if you get if you can get a person who's actually who actually loves that material, you know Star you're going to get the be- you know you're going to mm-hmm. get yeah, you know you're going to get the best possible output. Because mm-hmm. now because now you're going to get these articles and you're, you're going to get these of this information and you're going to know what to do with the information and you're going to put it out in a way that's not going to alienate your audience. Exactly. So for me, exactly. so for me, I think that that's, I think that that's the primary, that's the primary goal here, you know, not mm-hmm. to alienate your, not to alienate your audience exactly. and, and you, exactly. and you, and you, and, and you learn that. So now, so now it's like, so now it's like Geekosity knows if they're going to funnel stuff through you that they have to be prepared for you yeah, for you to bring it to your audience. Yeah, I mean it's I I, I don't I so I I mean I I could be I'd be I'd be amazed if you know I watched a Sil Abdul video tomorrow and you're reporting on on Marvel's next Thor movie. I mean I honestly would be would be would be questioning. I'd be like, well, okay, but what but what is this? But what does this have to do with with your brand and the stuff that you like and the stuff that you're about? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm yeah, just. Yeah. And like I said, if I do touch on other stuff, it, it won't be a live stream. But and it will literally be, you'll know that it's coming from a DC guy. So if I'm watching Mandalorian, you know, or you know, I like I've always liked Spider Man though. So I, I think that connects oh, yeah. everyone. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider <laughs> Spider Man uh, Spider Man connects yeah. everybody, and 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 like like and I'm and I'm thinking and and you know that that Mandalorian is the one thing that's like that has the potential to unite all Star Wars fans, regardless of where you are on the fence. It's doing a, It's doing that. It's doing a good job. I mean, because it's giving you material. If you're fans of the old, if you're fans of the new. I mean, how can you not resist it? And I think the most brilliant thing that they've done on a side note as far as 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 this whole Mandalorian, this Star Wars TV thing, is Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come on. You've got girlfriends, wives, daughters. <laughs> Listen, that's that's what you do. You create a character that's going to resonate with everyone. Who doesn't mm-hmm. like that cute little green alien? Who doesn't like kept- that? And they kept it a secret. Like, it was not leaked. Like, when when the first episode aired, that's the first time everyone saw 
Baby right. Yoda. Because they knew yes. everyone would freak out when they see it. So I was surprised that didn't leak out a day before. You know? And it's the, and it's literally and it's literally the best thing they could have come up with. Yeah, because it's yeah. so massively popular. Everybody's got baby Yoda fever. So now, you know, <laughs> you've established a almost you, you're able to almost get like a universal base because you're able to get people that don't normally watch Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. And and again, you're able to get the women that the women that mm-hmm. generally have things that they love that may not necessarily be into Star Wars or science fiction either. But when they see that cute baby, they're, you know, they're glued to it and they want to know more about it. So I think ultimately that's genius. That was a genius oh, yeah. move. And I, and, I don't, and I don't think that anybody, you can take anything away from them there. If, if Star Wars follows that trend, I think Star Wars will be okay. Because, oh, yeah. because they've, learned how to, they've learned from their mistakes of the previous. Because none of the, the other movies that they did were had had anything like that that was iconic in terms of defining itself like baby yoda baby yoda is on a completely different level genius man yeah 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 so i i mean so even as me primarily my my thing is my thing is dc i've always cared about star wars and the truth is is that is that i think that i think the mandalorian has basically righted the ship for them yeah so yeah. I, I don't I, I don't see it I you know I don't see where they can go wrong unless unless they unless they unless they kill they kill baby Yoda or something and then you know yeah. then all the then all then about fifty percent of their audience will go over the edge. <laughs> That'll be it. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah, but that's you know, and I know we, we, we uh steered it to the Mandalorian baby Yoda, but uh with the with the different uh news sites and scoopers, one thing I do want people to realize that uh all these internet sites, they all have insiders. Like yes. whether they're good or not, like even we got this covered. Maybe people don't realize that, but they have insiders. Now they're pretty bad at times, but but they actually have it. Yeah. Uh so you know, you so but people are so shocked when some people can be shocked when they insider news comes out from a source and they didn't hear it from their source, so it must not be right because I didn't hear it, and that's a narrative that I, I hope I hope people can change because uh, that's a little uh, I don't know that term gatekeeper has been thrown around a lot uh, <laughs> recently, but it's a little yeah, it's a little dogmatic. Is you know I didn't hear it from my insider, so because I know there's a lot in that article that first video I always refer to with Gigosity. Um, it threw a lot of stuff. I could have made four videos out of that. In hindsight, I probably got a lot of views too if I would have. <laughs> but um, that got conversation starting. Um, and now today, you hear news people are talking about Wonder Woman supposed to be in the Flash movie. Uh, all that stuff was touched on in, the, in that article. Um, it just some people didn't hear it. Some people did. Uh, so I just like that there's other sources out there and because for the longest all i was hearing was from the same the same group of sources i literally was hearing the same information you know week in and week out then i would talk to like taylor from the culture nerd here the same thing i was like okay i was like either we have all the same sources or and so when i hear like a whole different other source and they've been right before i was like oh let me let's try to get them in the circle you know in a sense 
So that's, you know, I think that's a healthy thing to have kind of like different, different voices, as long as they're right, of course. Well, well, on that note, and I, so I, I got to ask you, though, in all honesty, you know, the cultured nerd was right about a lot of things. And the cultured nerd got a few thing got a few things wrong, but everybody gets a few things wrong, gets a few things right, but ultimately their track record has been has been fairly decent. So mm-hmm. I so I guess I I guess my question to you is what's the biggest difference between the cultured nerd and geekosity? <clears throat> that is a good question. The big difference between the cultured nerd well well, I think the the main thing that that linked them together. I know it's kind of opposite of what you're asking, but um, when I was writing with the culture nerd, because right now I I just it got to a point I had no time to even do writing anymore, so I haven't wrote nothing in months. So, but uh, I wrote an article about the Michael Keaton story, um, and I used four different sources. One of them was Taylor from the Culture Nerd. One was Mikey Sutton and his information, and two other people, uh, and put that together. Uh, and like I said, at that time it was all green and lining up, you know, with what I was hearing from both sides here. So now more so with the geekoxity now, it's a little different, uh, cause they come out with more articles, uh, Mikey. And again, he touches all different universes too, though. It's not just DC. The culture nerd is not just DC either, but. We know where their heart is at, you know, where, where our heart is at, you know, it's DC. But uh, Mikey just has so many different outlets and sources that it's just more content. So that's probably the biggest, biggest difference, you know, so far is that he can literally come out with an article on a Tuesday and then he's ready to revise it Thursday because he heard something else about it. Uh, and then he'll throw out another article, you know, so it's just a lot of content. So so the so it's just a so it's just the fact that that geekosity puts out more content than the cultured nerd. I mean, I'm just I'm just in terms of like sources and things like that. I mean, are are would you say that they're about on par with each other as far as their sources oh, go, or would you say that it's just a that it's just a? I mean, I, I I'm just trying to figure it out personally. Like what's like but like what is it with what is it that makes that <laughs> makes you prefer one over the other? Oh yeah, well, I mean, I, I like both outlets. First off, but uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've, it was a time when I pretty much talked to Taylor uh, every day or every other day, um, and just with scheduling now and everything, it's just you know that's impossible now. But um, as far as like their sources, it's been pretty complimentary all year, uh, and if people go back to you know, and watch any old videos of Lightcast and uh, even some four nerd shows. Anytime people is like, is Batfleck really coming back? Is he really coming back? Uh, how can you, are you sure that the culture nerd is right about this? I would always cite Mikey Sutton. Probably 10 times on four nerds. I said, <laughs> Mikey Sutton is saying the same thing. This is his track record. But, but uh, like I said, it went over a lot of people's heads. Um, but as far as sources, it's very complimentary. I know for a fact that just literally Mikey has totally different sources from Taylor. You know, just their sources don't know each other at all. So if I can get the same story from both sides, along with like an independent source, I'm like, that's pretty solid. 
it's pretty solid. Well, yeah, yeah, because you're because at that point, if you've got just for example, you got both of them, then you've got two solid sources, and if you happen to get an additional source, you know, you're good to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, it's pretty solid because there's no telling how many people they've talked to for for Taylor to say something. How many people has he talked to? You know, so you got a handful of sources there, a handful of sources with Mikey, and there's that third guy. Uh, you know, they have their sources, so you're dealing with almost ten people. You know, coming together and, and putting something out. As far as like the the preferred nature of it, I looked at Gigosity as an opportunity. I I, I like to think that I I kind of use forethought uh, and and a lot of things, and I used that when I first started writing with the Culture Nerd because I saw kind of the proof of what they were saying. So I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going to get ahead of this and let people know that this is, you know, they're legit, you know. Uh, then with Gigosity, they offered me an opportunity basically to to be a face of, you know, uh, they're trying to reach, you know, this fandom. So, I mean, just quite honestly, I would be foolish not to, you know, look into that, you know. Uh, so, you know, when they reach out to me like that, so... Uh, so it's not really like, oh, I didn't, I prefer them over culture nerd. It's just that geekosity kind of offered me, you know, a, a, an opportunity, the culture nerd, it'd be more like, well, I'll hang out with them on Lycast channel, you know, which is cool. I get it. I get where you're, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. That makes, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. You're given the, you're given the opportunity to be the face where it's going to put you on equal footing with say Taylor Murphy and Lightcast and and yeah. and that uh, so and not, so and so in a lot of though. ways that's yeah. but see in a way that that does make sense because now cuz that cuz now when you think about geekosity and you think about well who's their DC guy it's going to be Sil Abdul yeah yeah pretty much uh when he, anytime <laughs> Mikey uh writes something or gets an update you know he'll send it to me or someone on the staff so that they're, they're like hey you know We'll just let you figure out when you want to get this story out. Then there are certain stories they're like, hey, today we got to get this out, you know. So, the, you know, with the culture nerd, uh, you know, just to kind of give people just a kind of a window to how it's done. It's literally just, you know, when Taylor wants to put something out, you know, if he talks to someone and if it's, you know, a great story, something to run on, he'll run it. I will kind of find out after it's already out and be ready to defend it if it's <laughs> if people don't like it like a storyboard or <laughs> but uh so it's a little different angle now 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 i have another question about that yeah the whole storyboard scenario <laughs> did geekosity have that storyboard um i would say uh, what's the best way to say they know about it yeah. Oh, okay, okay, but they didn't. But they didn't actually have it. Like, mm-hmm. like I think I, I will answer like this: if if Mikey Sutton was a DC guy, I think he would have already ran that a, a story like that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's been, so it's because he wasn't a DC guy, so there was kind of lack of interest there. He didn't but know now, like how viable that, that that you know that news was, you know. But now he has. <laughs> but now because he's trying to he, he use geekosity to branch out towards DC, and he's got a DC guy getting more DC information and funneling it through you is more productive because now you've got an audience for it. 
Okay, I see how I see it now. I understand. I yeah. I, I kind of understand all the inner workings now. That kind of makes that makes sense to me. So because <laughs> he was why, because yeah. because back then he was more of a Mar he was more of a Marvel guy. He was more of a of a you know other you know not really right. big on DC. So yeah, yeah, like Star Wars and all that. And again, he's been hearing DC stuff all the time. He just you know probably just like well you know I'll do like a little wrap up. Uh, story on this in a week or so, you know, oh, when okay. he, when it was like he knew the Snyder Code was being announced, and he just like, uh, it's like, dude, you <laughs> uh, that, that's how little, that's how little interest he had in it. It's like, oh yeah, I know it's coming out, but who cares? Like, like my audience is my audience is Marvel, bro. I I don't <laughs> like come on, Mikey, come on. If you hear this, Mikey, come on. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, and then, so that's a, that's the thing. Because I know being in social media and, you know, content creating, you know, perception is a lot. So people kind of took me doing Geekosity stories as a, as a slight to the culture nerd, to Taylor. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of people didn't ask the questions you just asked me to kind of see. You know, you know why? Who well, that that see, so so that's why I wanted to bring you on here because I knew one on one I could ask you these questions in a you know in a rational manner, and we could you know we could discuss it because I genuinely want to know about this kind of stuff. So it's like for me, it it's just one of those things. It's like my God, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and talk with Sil for a while. So it'd be great yeah. to you know actually have this conversation. <laughs> like yeah. people, people would people be surprised. Little, you know, people so would I, I be understand, you know. yeah. People would be surprised. You know how you know how much uh, how much confusion a conversation can solve. <laughs> that's the thing a lot of times people just you know they go off of you know you go off of what you hear you go off you see like you see the headline of an article and that's enough to trigger people <laughs> i i just you know i i i like to go a little bit deeper than that and i i tend to look at uh you know the idea of being able to have a conversation as the best way to solve 90 percent of all these issues <laughs> like yeah, just ask yeah. them about it <laughs> they can clear up a lot because uh, I know, uh, and you know, I, I, I talked with uh, with Lycos a, li- a little bit, and we, we probably still have a, a lot more to talk about. But uh, the perception was like when I came out with that first video, I was like, oh, he's with another insider, you know, uh, you know, is he is sharing secrets now? You, you know, it's like those that perception. Oh, oh yeah, like like I remember there was that there was the comment in that stream that Lycos had made about. He had he had told you about this about this information like three months ago or something, and you said, "Well, you deserve a sucker or something, man." Like you were, like you really, you really were. It was it was funny to me. I was like, "Okay," I was like, "Still, really got him there." That was great. I was like, "That is hilarious." I mean, and I know at the time, I know at the time, Lightcast was probably pissed. But it was just funny to me. Like I'm like, oh my god, that was hilarious. I wish I could clip that part. There's <laughs> a, a copy of the video somewhere. I'm not gonna tell people where. But uh, no, no, but uh, I mean, it was just like I said, a little uh, misunderstanding, um, you know. And I think, like you said, if people would take the time and actually ask me 
you know, the circumstances, they will see, you know, it's kind of an opportunity that I think anyone would have took. Uh, oh, sure. You know, in, oh, my, sure. in my position. I agree. You know, so. I agree completely. I think that that's, I think that that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Being able to actually talk to someone so you can comprehend what the truth really is. And, and, you know, Sil, I, I, I love the fact that you came on here tonight. I'm so sorry that, uh, you know, we we started late because it would be nice to <laughs> nice to go a little bit longer with you. But I understand that you that you need that you got other things to do and you want to kind of. So I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. cut this a little bit short. But I am going to say, man, I do plan to. Ha- I want to have you back on in the future because I think, I, especially you know, once once you really get into the swing of things with Geekosity and get your get your stuff going the way you want mm-hmm. to, I definitely want to have you back on again and, and talk and talk a little bit more about this. But uh, but for mm-hmm. now, I, I think we I think we got a pretty good solid hour here. Cool. So I, I so I guess I guess I guess for for everybody you know living under a rock that doesn't know who you are and doesn't know where to find you, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, well, uh, Sil Abdul Inc. on um, on YouTube at Sil Abdul Inc. on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Vero Sil Abdul uh, No Inc. on Vero uh, and, and on Facebook Sil Abdul DC. Uh, I have a group, DC Multiverse Chat. Um, uh, It is a good time to kind of mention now, I am starting a Patreon pretty soon. Excellent. Yeah. uh, Excellent. I did did obtain the rights to uh, the I Disagree uh, from from Dawson. (laughs) So uh, we may do something with that that imagery. Uh, So we'll see. But uh, so I'm planning on doing that, roll out some uh, more information on that soon. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, man! I, again, I, you know, I look forward to you getting things under control. I, and then, like I said, I'd love to see you come back to the Four Nerds. That would be, that would be, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Again, it's it's so. it's not the, it's not the same without you, brother. I, I can I can say that I can say that honestly. It's a, it's a good it's a good show. It's still a great experience, but it's missing you, man. But so. but you're stuck with Ryan. That's what you want to say. He's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's like we got a we got a pretty good core group, and like I said, I love yeah, I love the fact that Anthony. I love the fact that Anthony oh, yeah. uh, stepped in too, because again, if you know you you can't have, you can't do four nerds with only three, so. Exactly. I think that's a that's a real brand there, like four nerds, and you know it works. Uh, when I knew my schedule was kind of conflicting, I, I think I was I think it was Ryan that I talked to. I was like I was like, dude, like if I if I really can't make it, get Anthony. You know, I was like he fits in perfectly. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to him streaming off his channel for nerds, uh, this week, right? So, yeah, yeah, this week. And we're going to have this week on the four nerds. We're going to have, uh, Johnny alpha, of uh, graphic vandalism. He has a, he has a YouTube channel, graphic vandalism. He takes, you know, comic book art and he does cool things with it. And he oh, wow. review, he reviews indie comic books and all kinds of things. So it's going to be a fun thing. He's a good friend of mine. It should be a good show this Thursday. Yeah, looking forward to that definitely. So I want to say, Sil, you're a good friend, man. I'm gonna and I, I'm gonna continue to continue to support you and to continue to follow follow up with you on all these things. Hopefully, you know, there's there's some collaboration in the future that we can do. I I, oh, I yeah. love it. 
And again, I want to thank you. Thank you for coming and thank you for being here. And I want to thank all the listeners for, tu- for tuning in. Uh, uh, and this, this is going to be uploaded to SoundCloud on uh, the PSN Radio SoundCloud page uh, within, the, within the hour. So people will be able to download it and stream it. You've been listening to PSN-Radio.com. I will be back next week where I will have... Uh, I will have another. I will have another special guest where we will be discussing Doctor Who. So it should be interesting. I might actually have two guests for next week. Mm. So we will see you next week, everyone. Good night. <laughs>